0: Welcome to the Loveland LibCast, the official podcast of the Loveland Public Library. Joining me today for this episode of the Loveland LibCast... I have three of the best City of Loveland employees you could ever ask for to collect in one room. They're very excited, and so am I. I'm joined today by Ginny, who is the Curator of Education at the Loveland Museum. I am also joined by Carrie, who is the Senior Recreation Coordinator at the City of Loveland Parks and Recreation Department, and... A returning guest, Beth, our Children's Services, Grand Poobah. we you. <laughs> Official
1: title. So
0: Beth, Carrie, Jenny, thank you all for joining the Loveland Libcast. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, you're welcome. And we are here today for this episode to talk about the upcoming Children's Day celebration. And we're going to talk about what that is, what's going on for this year's celebration. But first... I just want to give people a little bit more background on you all. So if you would like to tell us about your departments and how you arrived here, that would be great. And Ginny, we want to start with you. Sure. And I
1: loved your introduction, Daniel, because the three of us do work together a lot. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we find ourselves in the same rooms many, many times and working the same events and same programs. And it's just because we have the same desire to bring Great things to the city of Loveland, especially for kids. But um, <laughs> yeah. I've been at the museum for 20 years, 21 years in November, and started out as a youth activities coordinator. So um, it always worked with kids through parks and recreation and athletics. Kind of fell into my position at the museum as youth coordinator, youth activities coordinator, and then again fell into the position of curator of education. But um, I've been in that position now for about 16 years and doing all kinds of stuff. Our really exciting thing that we just started two years ago is we opened an education center right next door to the museum. And we have been holding classes and programs and outside programs and artist workshops and lectures and all kinds of things and collaborating with other departments as well. And that's just kind of been our next exciting step in education.
0: And that's where the Loveland Reporter Herald... Correct. correct. It is the
1: Loveland Reporter, um, their old building in Loveland, which is why we've dubbed it the beet. It's kind of a loving name that has a double meaning, the beet for reporter's beat, since it was the old Reporter Herald building. And then also just because of the, the history of the cash crop of the sugar beet, which is part of the Loveland history. So... Kind of a playful name, but it's our Beat Education Center and just lots going on and expanding in there. We're hoping to have a print shop in there by the end of the summer. We're going to have a resource library in there, hopefully by the end of the year and a fire exhibit in there by the end of the summer or by the beginning of the summer. So, a what exhibit? A fire exhibit. What
0: does that mean? So we, <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> retired
1: <laughs> firefighters in Loveland actually, when we had another building that was kind of a temporary building on the other side of the museum, they installed a collection of all kinds of stuff collected over the last 100 years of the Loveland Fire Department. And they had this exhibit where they made a model, and they had trophies of what when they used to do competitions, um, like host cart competitions. They had all kinds of apparatus and gear on display. And then when they tore that building down, we had to put all that into storage. And now that we have this education center, now it's another opportunity to kind of open that up and for them to kind of showcase all of these items again. That's cool. Um, wow. So they're going to be running that with volunteers throughout the summer. So And it was really cool for kids when it was open last time because it's just they get to see real fire gear up close. And, mm. yeah, okay. so that we have all kinds of stuff going on in there this summer. Awesome, yeah. It'll be busy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that they're going to also have a resource library. So does that mean you need a librarian? You might need a librarian. No, and this resource library is a little bit different. These are all
1: art history books, art resource books that were donated as a part of two huge donations and donated to the museum because of these families' ties to the history of Loveland. And so we have, I don't even know how many books we have. It's 20 boxes at least, if not more than that, because we've had... (laughs) Some volunteers going through them and cataloging them for us and then we're hoping to that's have nice. that resource library that people can come in i don't know if it'll be a checkout system but definitely a come in and sit down and browse. look browse through the mm-hmm. book system and then also for our classes um, just to have it as a resource for the instructors and the students that are in our art classes too that's wonderful
0: yeah, yeah. thank <laughs> you for that
1: yeah,
0: yeah. and Lots uh, on. yeah it sounds like it i'm excited to about that fire exhibit. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll get a meet a Dalmatian
1: there. But, no they
0: promises. might have a
1: stuffed Dalmatian. Oh, know. well, that'll Sometimes work. Sometimes we do events around those things, too, where we'll try to get them to come down and, and bring. Daniel
2: is an excellent cataloger. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not.
3: You're trying to give him
2: some more new positions, too. <laughs> yeah.
0: And Carrie, what is your City of Loveland story? Uh, when did you come here, and what was your first role?
3: Well, uh, I started... Just about four years ago, but I took about nine months off during COVID. So four years minus nine months, I tell everybody. I started basically in the same position. It was special events. It was the first special events position created in the rec department. So while we did have some events, they weren't really under one role So it gave me a lot of opportunity to create things from scratch and then just build on things that already existed, like the uh, farmer's market, the 4th of July event, things of that nature, the ski swap. So really kind of taking those to the next level, tried to make them bigger, better, but also creating new events. So like one of those is the glow in the dark Easter egg hunt we have coming up on April 15th. And we've been doing a lot of movies in the park. We started that my first summer here in 2018, where we're all over the community doing free movies throughout the 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 summer. (laughs) Yes, we will have our first summer movie here to help kick off the summer library reading program. I believe we're showing Onward. Thank you, because I Mm, couldn't remember. Yes. (laughs) So, uh, no, we have an exciting uh, list of movies off the top of my head. I know. Onward, Canto, I didn't bring anything to read. That's okay. Yeah. Anyhow, I should know because our copy is due for the coming tomorrow lots of great family friendly movies we'll have handouts at the children's day event
2: if you ever go to an event she's always there with the rec trailer
3: oh yes thank you which is a mobile party wow (laughs) more like a mobile playground party party (laughs) (laughs) yes and the rec trailer we are hoping to launch our rental program this summer i know i keep saying that, but um, COVID kind of Put the kibosh on that. So we are launching it for sure this year. And we'll have that available for rentals, for block parties, church groups, birthday parties, whatever it might be, when we're not at community events. So we, we are literally everywhere all summer. We're probably out 150 days during the year right now before rentals.
0: But and people will be able to rent the rec trailer? They'll be able
3: to rent the rec trailer. Wow. We'll send a couple of staff along. Um, and the rec trailer includes everything from cornhole, ladder golf, um we've got tetherball now we've got a bunch of glow games glow volleyball glow football glow bocce so we're we're up in um, our evening activities so we can be out at night what else we just put in a huge grant to get a lot more toys so we'll have a list of everything on the website once we get it all together sure so that's pretty exciting and the great thing that about the rec trailer is it brings opportunities to youth who can't get to the rec center or who can't afford to participate. So we go out to parks and to like the Loveland Housing Authority properties, boys and girls clubs. We work with Thompson School District and their hot lunch program over the summer. So we're out at all of these places with the rec trailer, providing games, fun activities. So it's yeah. a really cool program. Yeah, that's
0: awesome. Yeah, it really does sound like a party event <laughs> in a box. Yeah.
3: And, and we're at library events, we're at museum events, yeah. we're at yeah. Visit Loveland events, <laughs> we're
0: at
3: foundry events. Everywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, that sounds really fun. And speaking of library events, Beth, are there any you know, children's? I think I want
2: to discuss in detail my new resource library gig at the museum oh, right. and my new attending party. With the rec trailer gig, I'm going to be busy. (laughs) Yeah, we're busy. busy. (laughs) That just sounds so (laughs) fun
3: to go to birthday parties. Yeah, really, I know. And block parties? Come on. Yeah. 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 Show up in a cul-de-sac. Carrie's going to be reaching out. So is Jenny.
2: (laughs) We always are. (laughs) So uh, I've been at the Loveland Public Library for almost 15 years. And I started out as a teen librarian and was able to help with the expansion renovation back in 2011 and uh, create that space for teens. And I was able to move over to the children's division and I get to play every day (laughs) (laughs) and I get to work with Jenny and Carrie who are so supportive. And um, whenever I need anything, help with city forms. Jenny is always there because she's filled out the forms, you know, two years ahead of me. (laughs) (laughs) And Carrie is there to lend a helping hand too with resources at Parks and Rec have. So I'm very excited and thankful for both of their help. With my job, making it easier, one thing that we're looking forward to, and it's not a Parks and Rec event, but Jenny's helping us welcome artist and illustrator Rafael Lopez, who was the illustrator for the Sonia Sotomayor first children's book that she came out with. And he's coming and going to visit Truscott Elementary and then do a mural program on March 22nd. At the beat, and you can sign up and register to attend that mural program. I'm gonna be there. <laughs> Jenny's. Gonna I'm be gonna there. be there. <laughs> people
0: can register right now. You them? can oh. register There's right now. It's like... on the museum's website. Okay. I'll make sure to can. include links to yep. Parks and Rec and the museum so people can check out. Yeah. All of this cool stuff. And it
1: is limited registration for Raphael's workshop. So
2: right. And he'll be there for about an hour and a half.
1: Yeah. And he's just kind of talking about his mural projects and how to do a mural project. And if you miss that one, we'll art public places actually has some fun mural projects coming this summer as well right very
2: cool so murals aren't easy no I've no. always wondered like how they create that. Well, in a community mur- mural, yeah. it's kind of like a paint by number process. Yeah. yeah. So the the little that I know <laughs> <laughs>
1: from watching them in their tent, on, I was on a
2: mural
1: selection committee. Yes, and muralist so, selection yeah. committee. <laughs> so
3: they
2: they create this image and then they divide it up and put numbers and the numbers coordinate with colors and and they invite the community to come in and make this beautiful piece. And the Beat is going to have a mural. Yeah, the Beat Yeah, Beth was on that committee
1: for two murals that are coming up. One's going to be outside the Beat, and the other one will be outside recycle the recycle center.
2: center. Yeah, cool. So
1: they chose two to two separate muralists to do one on each, and they're going to be doing some workshops and viewing and type of things like yeah. that to go along with those murals this summer. I think sometime between June and August. New art for.
2: The Loveland community, which is all about arts yeah,
0: and connecting the community. Yeah, that's so, going to be yeah. that's gonna be very cool. Yeah. Where is the recycling center?
1: It is out on Wilson and what would be the crossroad? Yeah, just north of First Street. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. And the guys, I would assume it's a supervisor or manager of the site. There were two men that had input on the mural committee also from the recycle center, and they took it so seriously. It, seriously. it was so They cool. were really involved. You know? Awesome. Yeah. 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 They were excited to be involved. they like, we need to do stuff like this more yeah. often.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is fun. One of the comments
2: is, we want them to look and to take in the mural, but we don't want traffic building uh, up. yeah. <laughs> but they were also very much
1: about how they could get the community involved mm-hmm. and make sure that, you know, kids especially yeah. could come out and watch the muralist paint it. And, yeah. It was, it was a fun process. Yeah. yeah.
0: You'll never forget that if you no. get C- mm-hmm. see... <laughs> someone create a mural yeah Yeah. that's that's Mm -hmm. awesome
2: art in action Yeah. yeah yeah
0: well thank you all for that introduction and letting us know what's going on in the city of loveland and in your departments speaking of which we're here to talk about children's day which is coming up this episode is going to come out on probably the 24th and children's day will be right around the corner so first of all i'm going to throw this question to you jenny what is Children's Day? <laughs> uh, do you do you know about the history of this it sort of, celebration? of invented
1: here in Loveland?
0: <laughs> yeah, it has a very has a very special history with Loveland. I recommend everyone watch that video with Annie Hall. It's it holds up. It's wonderful. But yeah, what what is Children's Day? What is the the history of the celebration. So
1: it really started. Annie Hall was a resident here in Loveland. She just passed away about, I don't know, five or six years ago now at at the age of 100, 101, I think. But a resident here of Loveland. And her biggest thing, what I just remember her saying in our committee meetings was, there's a day for moms, there's a day for dads, there's even a day for grandparents, but we don't have a day for kids. And so she just really was adamant about having something. In 2001, she actually lobbied with the Colorado Senate. And Stan Matsunaka actually proposed the resolution. So it's an actual resolution with the state of Colorado. And that was in March of 2001, that that actually went through. And Tim uh, Fritz, Representative Tim Fritz, co-sponsored that resolution with Matsunaka, and it was unanimously passed. And even though it was recognized as basically a Colorado holiday, she wasn't quite sure what to do next after that. So what better than go to her hometown and the government in her hometown? So I think it was Treva who was the mayor at the time, right? She knew Treva or was friends with Treva, so she went to the mayor and said, hey, what can we do, can you guys do some sort of celebration? The first year in 2002, I think it was a pretty small celebration. From what I remember, I was here, but and I was had a little bit of a hand in it, but it really kind of got started with just some of the departments, and I think it was even just the Rialto at the time showing some movies and saying, hey, this is Children's Day, come down and watch some free movies. It kind of grew from there, and we decided, a bunch of us came together, formed a committee and said, we really need to be a citywide celebration get as many departments involved. Every department somehow has a hand in doing something for kids, whether it's education, whether it's just kids love to look at big giant trucks, (laughs) 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 Um, which is where the touch a truck part of the event came from, you know, or kids just need to know where their trash goes or where their water comes from or where the snow goes when the snow plows come through. So every department uh, we were just, just made sure that every department was involved in kind of being having a hand at the table, um, a voice at the table, and creating an event we have, it's gone through many iterations, it started as kind of at one location, having a big event, everybody come. It grew into let's have a let's really showcase our city facilities. Let's have something at the Chilson, let's have something at the museum, let's have something at the library. Let's even we even closed down the street in front of the fire department and had the touch-of-truck stuff there. Kids got to walk through the fire department, they've gotten tours of things, we've invited community partners over the years. COVID shut us down, just like everything else. And so we had our event planned for at Fairgrounds Park, right? For 2020 and had to stop everything that year. So this is our first year back in two years, should really be the 20th anniversary of the celebration with it being 2022, but we sort of had two years in there that we didn't <laughs> celebrate, but that wasn't our fault, we tried. But really again, this year, we wanted to kind of start small again, which is why we're starting at a smaller venue and I'll let Carrie and Beth talk about that and where we're gonna be this year, but we're starting at a smaller venue again. Maybe we'll go from there kind of thing, but we really just wanna highlight city departments.
0: And that, that's what struck me just looking into this and knowing it was for kids and about kids, but also just that kind of sense of wonder of like we, you know, the older you get, you kind of take for granted that we do, you know, snow plows and big, tr- like all these things that make a city work and make a place to have a quality of life for the people who live there. But as a kid, getting to see that and understand how it works, it sounds pretty fun to me. And yeah, Carrie, what's what's going on this year? How are we celebrating?
3: Sure. Well, this year we're hosting it at the Chilson Recreation Center. Part of that is because we did want to bring it back and have it under one roof. But the other part of that is it's March 3rd, which is a little iffy with weather. So we thought an indoor location would be best rather than trying to have it out at a park. And that date is really dictated. We want to have it on a day where Thompson School District has a no school day. So it's important for us. It's a children's day. We want children to be there, of course. So we chose Thursday, March 3rd, and it's at Chilson, and it's from 1 to 3 p.m. And this year, again, we're going to have everyone under one roof. And one thing that I really enjoy about this is that we can make an event out of just the city departments, and we can make it fun. And we have so much to offer as a city that we don't really need outside organizations so it's going to be really unique i think this will be our first big event with everyone back in one place so we are asking recommending that people wear masks at this point so um, we will have some available at the door but as far as what's going on jenny alluded to it we're going to have touch a truck out in the parking lot in front of chilson we'll have a few areas closed down for that so we'll have everything from the cherry pickers and police and fire vehicles, snow plows, if they're not busy. <laughs> <laughs> they might yeah, amazing. so some of the touch of truck does depend on the weather, but it's cool. And kids can sit in the vehicles and, as the name implies, touch the vehicles. So that's outside. Inside the large gym, we're going to have the museum's going to be there doing interactive activities, the library, and I'll let them speak to what they have going on. The Rialto Theater is going to be there doing some fun rock star stuff, be a rock star for a day. <laughs> as far as parks and recreation, we will be doing, uh, we'll have some games from the mobile rec trailer, which we can't actually bring inside, but the games will bring a few in. We'll have everyone represented from our different areas within recreation, which includes aquatics, athletics, youth programs, our preschool. So we'll have a lot of little games within just the rec department. We also under parks and rec we have open lands they'll be there with their environmental education table which includes you know touching feeling felts and bones things of that nature they'll be promoting their summer programs with the outdoor ed so for parks and rec we we do bring quite a bit to it and then of course it's at the chilson rec center so if people aren't familiar with that facility it's a great time to check it out who am i missing pulse is going to be there visit loveland they'll have their spinning wheel You can win prizes will the giant legos be there as of right now (laughs) we have discussed it um i think we just need to find a ride for them so we we are hoping to have the giant bike
0: Not anymore.
3: (laughs) So let's see, there's about three thousand pieces. So that's about a thousand trips. trips. It's three large, heavy pallets worth of oversized, and we don't call them Legos. Oh, because I'm that's sorry. That's all right. It's kind of um, like the ice
2: princesses. Yes. We can call are, them
3: Elsa and Anna. Yep. I'll bleep
0: out all mentions of Legos.
3: Extra large building blocks <laughs> that look a lot like Legos.
2: <laughs> so,
3: uh, yeah, we hope to have a few of them there. They're a
2: hit, though, at every oh, event. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs>
1: literally power will have demos there that's always cool and
3: fun electricity (laughs) oh and a really important one i forgot is public works will have their bike helmets oh Oh, yes and bike helmets are free but they do require you to get it fitted Fitted. so you can't just walk up and grab a helmet you do (laughs) need to get it fitted and that's really for the safety of the children because a helmet doesn't do you much good if it doesn't fit you Uh, properly
2: and donations are accepted for a bike helmet
3: that's true
0: if you're interested yes (laughs) so city departments are going to be well represented across the board, and as weather allows and people are going to be able to get some stuff to take home lots uh, of swag and also just see some very cool city things The vehicles we have or the way we run systems and games and toys we can bring. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Is there a kind of target age for Children's Day? Probably,
3: I would say, like, 3 to 9-ish, 3 to 10. But there's pretty much anything for
1: anyone. Yeah, okay. We've had teenagers there before. We've had, you know... Older students there, we've had younger students. I mean, it just kinda depends. Yeah. There's there there'll be something for everyone, I okay. think. And we've yeah. also
2: had adults without kids. We have had adults <laughs> without kids.
1: They're still kids too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and,
3: and one other group we didn't mention yet, I don't think, is we do, do this event with Thompson School District. Okay. And so they do they're the only outside group that comes and they for will have year. a booth. Yeah. yeah. For this year. And yes. we've had outside partners before, mm-hmm. but it's just gotten a little more challenging.
1: For us to do that, there's a lot more hoops that we need to go through, unfortunately, to have those outside partners. Mm -hmm. So it's not that we're not looking to do that sometime in the future, but right now, just trying to keep this kind of, I don't even know what the word is for it. (laughs) (laughs) Manageable for now, especially with events coming out of kind of a COVID period, too, and then seeing where we go from there. Right.
0: Absolutely. But yeah,
1: Thompson School District is a huge um, player in this. You know, unfortunately, we've had kind of people around with the private schools and PSD and types of things say, well, why do you, don't you do you do this on a weekend? And why don't you do this on a summer day? Why does it have to be around TSD schedule? And part of that is, A, they're one of our partners on it. <laughs> but B, part of it is also because with city workers, you know, we just don't have the time to be super flexible with weekend times and evening times and those types of things. So we really need to be dependable on our staff as well mm-hmm. and make that really work. And so that's why we've really chosen a day that TSD is out of school. Yeah. So, I mean, not that any of other students are out. A lot of times this event falls right around spring break and we have had other students come and they're definitely more than welcome. But mm-hmm. We just kind of see it as an internal city event.
0: Absolutely. And I think that the illustration of, you know, if it's snowing and we can't have snow plows, this isn't a museum of city (laughs) artifacts. These are things that we utilize and we can explain to people and show off. So it takes a lot of coordination to get all this stuff together. Well,
2: and on their way to the event, they just may catch a glimpse of a snowplow.
0: Oh, wow. But it's (laughs) not going to snow that day. What are you talking about?
3: But they could. (laughs) could. And there are no
2: rides in the cherry picker. I did ask for clarification in that because one of my staff members (laughs) wanted to go up in the cherry picker. I said no.
3: Beth, do you want to tell us about the really cool theme this year? That's exactly
2: what I (laughs) wanted to tell you about. On March 2nd is our salute to uh, Dr. Seuss. And so on previous Children's Day, the library has had a Dr. Seuss theme. And so we brought that back this year. And so our theme for the 2022, celebrating our 20 years of Children's Day, is Lorax, I Speak for the Trees. And it also ties in with the upcoming Earth Day. Earth Day and just spring. and Yeah. And yeah. the hope that green is coming. <laughs> no, more no more snow. No more snow plows. Grass cutting. <laughs> Beautiful blue sky with no snow <laughs> and warmth. So um, the library is focusing on the fact that it is uh, Dr. Seuss around his birthday. So we're going to be creating using washable paint, Lorax trees, the truffula trees. So be sure to stop by uh, Children's Day to participate in all the activities and to get all the swag and everything. But don't forget to hit the library's table, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and do folks need to register for Children's Day or is it come one, come all kind it's, of situation?
3: Yeah, it's open to anyone. No ticketing, no registration. Just come to the Chilson between one and three and check everything out. All right. And just know that parking may be a challenge, but you can always park and walk. There's
1: lots of places to park downtown and yes. walk on in.
3: And Chilson has a parking lot off yes. of First Street. So it's just west of st louis and it's easy to get to chilson via a little footbridge okay. and you can also park at the library yep story time is over at
2: <laughs> eleven thirty, <1130, laughs> so the parking lot kind of clears out in the afternoon a bit so you can always walk over to the chilson from there too
0: all right awesome so march 3rd one to three chilson children's day be, be there. there. Be there. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And then are there any other upcoming events beyond Children's Day that you all want to pitch? Is there anything that the museum is?
1: Yeah, just with bringing events back this year, we are planning on the cherry pie celebration again, which has mm-hmm. kind of been on a two-year hiatus. So that will be Saturday, July 16th. Not totally sure on the time yet. Not sure if we're looking at evening or afternoon or one and both. <laughs> we'll kind of see. Um, not sure if it'll have all of the events and things around it that it's always had, but it'll just definitely be back in some form this year. So we've already got that reserved for July 16th. Hope to be back. Lots of community partners will be involved in that one and the library and Chilson, also. <laughs>
2: <We'll laughs> Red right trailers. Right trailer.
0: Trailer. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah, More yeah, so rocks, people, trees. And, yeah. People can just kind of target that day and keep looking at the museum website and looking for more details. Yep. Absolutely. All right, and
1: excellent. then lots and lots of summer programs, which will be also advertising at Children's Day. But our Beat Education Center will be in full swing with tots all the way through adult classes, artist workshops, all kinds of history events and stuff, oh, more scavenger hunts and things coming out at the museum, too, for kids. So,
3: awesome. Yep. Well, I mean, Parks and Rec, we really were busy during the summer. That's our prime time. But we do have a few things coming up this winter yet and spring. We do have our first dive in movie, which is Moana, on Friday, February 25th. And that's at the indoor pool at Chilson. So folks are encouraged to bring their own floaty and hang out in the pool and watch Moana. And if you don't want to be in the pool, there's also a hot tub and plenty of chairs along the exterior. (laughs) 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 And then... In March we have a glow swim and I think it's March 11th, but you can Those find that on so our website. Much fun. Yeah. <laughs> so we turn the pool lights down. We have glow sticks in the water. We have a DJ. It's just a giant party in the pool. Cool photo booths and games and things like that. I went
2: to the very first one that you threw, and it, it's an incredible event. But the lifeguards, I feel so sorry for yeah. them with <laughs> dim lights. <laughs> having to, to make sure
3: everyone's accounted for we we've upped our game on that and we have waterproof flashlights that oh, we can hang along the edge of the so you can see, yeah, yeah the better. edge of the pool so they can kind of see under the water a little better they did an
2: awesome job i was just yeah. like i'm glad i'm not a lifeguard yeah
3: they are we have a lot of extra lifeguards and they're very in tune that night yeah so and then i think i also mentioned our first glow on the dark egg hunt that's going to be april 15th which is good friday in the evening at loveland sports park and that's for ages i think we've got like three to twelve We have different hunts scheduled for different times with the different age groups so that the three-year-olds and the 12-year-olds aren't out there at the same time (laughs) battling each other. (laughs) And then I don't want to speak too much for the other areas of Parks and Rec, but I know we're busy with open lands getting ready for summer and their programs. And of course, golf. They're, as soon as you can golf, they're ready to roll. Yeah. (laughs) So, and then we have our ABDC summer camps. That registration just opened, so if you have kiddos that need to get into camp, register now. But yeah, that's a little bit of everything. Again, we'll have everything on our website, or if you follow us on Facebook, Loveland Parks and Rec, then you can get all that great information as <laughs> yeah, soon as and, we have it. <laughs> and those, those links will be
0: in the show notes, so people can just yeah. pop right there and and get links to those.
3: This
2: summer, uh, the library's program is going to be Mountains of Possibilities. The national theme is Oceans of Possibilities, but we're pretty landlocked here. So we're going with (laughs) Mountains of Possibilities. And our kickoff event is going to have the museum there and Parks and Rec it's going to be on June 3rd and it's 6 to 8pm and then after we're going to show Onward the movie with the help of Parks and Rec so we're really looking forward to it we're going to have circus performers there from Fort Collins we're going to have popcorn from the Metro Lux and cookies from Mary's Mountain shout out All right, yeah.
0: <laughs> extra buttery popcorn extra. <laughs> awesome thank you all for sharing those things and then before we wrap up I just like to ask folks if there are any books or movies or TV series that they've been watching lately or that they enjoy just in general or any favorite authors
3: well I, I'm on my third reading of the Harry Potter series, but this time I'm reading it with my son, all who's right. eight. So it's a lot more fun reading with him reading it out <laughs> loud. It's a little slower, but it's fun revisiting that series yeah. again and going yeah. through all of that. Absolutely. So um, that's been a lot of fun for me over the last. Year and a half with COVID, we started with book one. We're sixty percent through book five. <laughs> wow, that's awesome! Yes,
2: yeah. I'm the only children's library in the world, librarian in the world, who's only read book one of <gasps> Harry Potter. Oh my god! I'm not a magical fantasy person. Yeah. I want to read about romance and real life
0: issues. Yeah, I know, have you been sad. reading anything?
2: Yes, I have. I read the adult read the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. It's set during the film days of Cary Grant and Rock Hudson, and it's a woman who created her fame and made choices along the way that weren't always... The kindest choices and then as an older, kind of retired film star, regretting some of those choices and making right on them. So it's really well done. And I'm also reading the Lonely Planets Travel Guide for Portland, Oregon. <laughs> since my son is moving out there. Yeah. So I'm reading yeah. up on all the wineries out there. I did who knew? Yeah. Oregon had wine.
0: Absolutely. I do. Now you do. you're going to share with the rest of us. Now. <laughs> and Jenny, have you been? I oh, wish I had time or... for
1: reading. How about a great
2: series? That you
1: well, been so reading, I will say reading. I did. I have a my daughter's best friend from elementary school. Her dad, Michael J. Suit, who lives here in town. He's a vet. Here in Loveland, he wrote a couple books, actually just came out with a second one. So I reread the first to read the second. So that's Finding James Harriet um, and talks about kind of a more fictional character, but kind of based a little loosely on himself. (laughs) So I just finished reading the second one of those. But I think series-wise, my husband and I are really into Ozark, and I'm just excited that we haven't really caught up on the last series or the yeah. last one that just came out. And I'm really excited that Mrs. Maisel is coming back out too. I just oh. saw that last night. I didn't think it was
2: going to come back, and it is. So, well, and it has kind in of been my your local author. Yeah. On PBS Masterpiece, it's got all creatures great and small the James Harriet series. Oh yeah. And it's beautiful. Oh. Oh. A masterpiece hmm. theater PBS yeah. person. And you can get season one. At your local library Library. on a disc.
0: (laughs) Well, I'll just go ahead and link that in the catalog in case people want to put that on hold. (laughs) It's really well done. (laughs) Well, Beth, Ginny, Carrie, thank you all so much for being on the Loveland Libcast. Really appreciate you taking the time to talk about Children's Day and all the awesome stuff that you're doing at the museum and in Parks and Rec and, of course, Beth at the library. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you all thank for you. listening to this episode of the Loveland LibCast, and I will talk to you all later, sometime down the road. I'm sure we'll be asking you to do something so- shortly. <laughs>
2: oh, all right. <laughs> well, that's your that's <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll
0: be back. Than you think. <laughs> Bye. <egg> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loveland Libcast. If you'd like to contact us about the podcast, please reach out to Daniel at daniel.tate at cityofloveland.org. That's D-A-N-I-E-L dot T-A-T-E at cityofloveland.org. See you next time.